Hello. Uh, thank you for tuning into Salad, the AdWorks podcast. For those of you who don't know, AdWorks is a student-run advertising agency on ASU's campus, and you're listening to the first episode of a new project that we're working on. Uh, it's a podcast to keep you up to date on the wild world of advertising. So my name's Zach. I am a copywriter within AdWorks, and here with me is the vice president of said club, uh, Trent. Hey, happy to be here, Zach. Uh, for any of you listening, we are we're in Trent's house. So Yes, we are. I'm really the guest. But anyways, to give you a brief overview of how this is going to work, um, we kind of wanted to highlight what AdWorks talks about in their meetings, because each week we go over a different ad or a different topic within advertising to to discuss and, and, and really dive into. So we're going to start each podcast by going over whatever the discussion from AdWorks was that week, followed up by a couple ads that Trent and I find amusing, funny, moving, whatever it may be, and then kind of touch on a storyline that we like or, or a... I guess, keynote of the podcast, yeah, per se. Um, so to start off, I'm going to let Trent talk about Old Spice, which is the brand that we talked about in our yeah. meeting yesterday. Yeah, it, happy, to, uh, happy to talk about it, because they are doing some really funny stuff right now. And uh, the great thing about this podcast is, too, is sometimes in AdWorks, we will have you know even guest speakers come in. Um, so we're excited to kind of bring all that content to you as well. Um, but as far as Old Spice goes... Um, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the brand. Um, they're really a, a company that seeks to create culture rather than follow it. And we're kind of the lucky recipients of that because we're, we're going to see some funny stuff. Um, for their recent ads, uh, they set up, it's very interesting, they, they kind of poached a bunch of like fr- fragrance people from uh, different companies to kind of create this line of premium scents um, for, you know, for their male demographic. And uh, to, to market that, uh, them and their agency, Wyden and Kennedy, decided to do a spoof of all those really over-the-top uh, fragrance ads that you see all the time, such as like Dior, where there's just someone walking through, like the one I showed in class was uh, <laughs> this one actress walking through uh, a dried-up lake, you know, and she stands up and says, J'adore, and the rain starts falling and swirling, and then you just <laughs> see the fragrance, and she is, she is one with the world, and it's beautiful, and it's glorious, and it's a fragrance. And it makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> but when you throw the French in there, it sounds a lot classier. It spices things up, you know. And, you know, here at Salad, we are really trying to look at what we can add into the, the dish, right, to make things better. So what Old Spice did is they just threw that salad away and made a whole new one. And arguably, it's better. So they did a spoof of these ads. And um, it's really great. And they did a really cool stunt to start out with. I mean, Zach and I have talked about this a lot. But I don't know how many of you watched the Grammys um, but for Old Spice's first commercial ever on the Grammys, they decided to air a 60-second spot called Red Sweater, entirely in French with no subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to see it. I did yeah, see it. Yeah, what was your reaction to that? I was kind of speechless. Like, I could just kind of sat there. A couple of my roommates were watching it, too, and I was like, what? Like, y- there was no way, unless you knew French and yeah. could speak it fluently, <laughs> that you would be able to keep up with what was being said. The only thing you understood was the words Old Spice. You had no idea why. There was no apparent rhyme or reason to it if you didn't know French. And uh, shortly after that, they released a version with the subtitles, and it made much more sense. Old Spice was actually the name of her dog, and she was shouting for her lost dog the entire time. But when I first saw it, I had no idea that that was the case. And I was just watching an, an ad made entirely in French and just getting hammered by the words Old Spice, shouted by someone searching for their lost dog. And it's pretty cool, too. They... 
right after that ad aired, they started targeting everyone and pushing out a subtitled version online, and you cannot find the unsubtitled version anywhere now. It's a, a cool little experience for people. Um, and it's kind of genius, too, is that uh, not only is it a spoof of the high-quality fragrance ads, but when you see it in French, it's even its own spoof because you've just got that person running around shouting Old Spice, Old Spice, you know, so it's a great spoof. And uh, because uh, fragrance sales peak around Valentine's Day, um, they started ramping up with a couple more called Marco Lovo and uh, Handsome Hair, I believe, was the other one, which were just also funny spoofs, too. And I think it's just a cool way for a company to you know, offer a new take on a old, stagnated industry. And, and it's a perfect way for Old Spice to launch a new premium line, but do it in their own fresh way. Yeah. And in the meeting, we kind of discussed as a group... Um, the effectiveness of parodies, because these were right. parody ads. And so our discussion was really based on uh, if parodies work in advertising and some examples of when they do and maybe some examples of, of when they don't or what makes them work. So I know that's really what we touched on. Mm-hmm. And we got some really awesome responses from everyone in the room. I can't remember the other couple of questions. Do you know them off the top of your head, which you had asked people? Uh, well, we talked about how we would go about if we were the agency, you know, making sure viewers actually saw the subtitled version of the ad after they saw it in French. Yeah, so which they did the a good job of lost. by oh, yeah. um, targeting people. But an interesting point that you bring up and that came up from a couple of our members in the meeting is not all of the members liked it. Um, the biggest point of contention was the fact that maybe it was lost in the humor that these were actually premium scents because mm-hmm. it is still packaged. It is still a $4.99 or $5.99 product. Mm-hmm. And the other point we talked about is that most companies probably couldn't pull this off. Old Spice has done a good job, and Wyden & Kennedy as their agency has done a good job of presenting them as this culture-creating phenomenon of a mm-hmm. brand. And if anywhere else, you know, if anyone else were to start with that and just opened up with a, a spot in another language, it, it might not connect as well because people don't expect that from the brand, right? Um, and so that's another thing that we talked about that we thought was a really interesting point where Old Spice is kind of, fortunate enough that they've positioned themselves well enough to be able to take a chance like that. Mm -hmm. One thing that I just thought of right now that could also be a little bit, or make the ad a little bit more ineffective, is the fact that I feel like these these fragrance brands are so synonymous with class and with Mm -hmm. um, like a high price point that in making fun of the fragrance commercial like model, um, not only were they spoofing off of that in a way to try and compare themselves to these fragrances, but it could also look like they were making fun of that high-class image and actually push them down to, like, a lower level, in a sense. You know what I mean? I just thought of that when you were saying it. Because for me, when I first saw it, like, they were funny, I got the reference, but I didn't necessarily think, oh, they're trying to make a more premium product, though that was their intent. To me, it was like, they're just ripping on this because they think it's so ridiculous that you would charge so much. And that's something that I just thought of right now, but thinking back to when I first saw the ads, um, the fact that they were making a more premium scented product was not apparent to me right away. Right. Well, and I think the, the We Make Sense for Men, you know, is kind of shows that the brand itself is kind of trying to democratize the fragrance industry in a sense. And I don't, I see your point, I don't necessarily know if it hurts them because Old Spice has always been a lower price point, right? And they're not trying to compete with those luxury brands in the sense of they're not trying to do it on their level Mm -hmm. they're trying to circumvent them almost in a sense i feel like because they're saying look they're ripping you off 
they're ripping you off with these commercials that they're trying to woo you with that make no sense. And so we're going to make fun of those. We're going to make fun of the fact that they're all luxurious because ultimately they're the same quality as, you know, as what we're putting out there. And we're going to do it at the high quality scent, but at a lower price point. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, I guess it could backfire. I think it makes sense for me kind of because it seems like it's in their wheelhouse. And when you think, you know, like a kind of a fun fact for a lot of you who don't know French. I took some French in high school. <laughs> um, I don't know French. There's a... So fragrances that don't have a gold foil over the bottle mm-hmm. are actually really low quality. If you have the glass, because the sun rays and all that kind of stuff can actually damage the scents inside. It's like beer. And, yeah, exactly. And so if you look at some of those glass fragrance bottles you might have in your, your medicine cabinet or something, they'll say uh, l'eau de toilette, uh, which literally just translates to toilet water, because in France, they consider those to be very <laughs> low quality. But then you look at Dior and some of those things that they're offering, and there's you know, l'eau de parfum and l'eau de toilette, and it's like they're still charging you like 60 plus bucks for those things. So it's, it's I don't know. I see your point. I think it's, it's something that I'm curious to see how Old Spice continues with, because yeah. while they've kind of created their own unique ideas before, now this is kind of almost going off in a new direction for them. So it's, it's, it's exciting to see what happens mm-hmm. next. Awesome. Well, yeah, so that's just a little brief overview of what we talked about in our meeting yesterday. Um, moving right along, uh, we're going to go into a couple of our favorite ads of the weeks. Let's ads of it. the weeks. Ads of the week. So <laughs> myself and Trent both chose something that we saw in the past week that we found very interesting, very compelling, um, and very effective in many ways. Okay. So I'm going to start. Uh, mine was an ad by Diesel, the clothing brand. Are, are you um, sure it's not Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> it is not Diesel, although this may suggest otherwise. Um, so Diesel actually made a pop-up store. It was more of an activation than an ad. Um, but they they designed a pop-up store and put it on Canal Street in the heart of New York City's uh, fashion district or knockoff fashion right. district, per and se. And so for those of you who don't know, Diesel is a clothing brand. Uh, admittedly, I had to learn that myself. So <laughs> I, don't worry, I got your back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so they opened a storefront on Canal Street, which is notorious for having just knockoff products laced throughout all of it. Uh, there's not a lot of real stuff on Canal Street, Mm -hmm. but Diesel opened a store and they were selling 100% authentic designed diesel products that were made by real diesel designers at the real diesel store. Um, and then they were shipped to Canal Street to open up on this pop-up store. The only difference was that the logo was off. They spelled diesel wrong. Instead of D-I-E, it was D-E-I. Um, and then they just opened for business, unbeknownst to anyone that walked by that this was a real diesel store and they were selling limited edition high-quality products. So many people walked in. A lot of people obviously didn't believe it and they they didn't <laughs> yeah. want to pay for it. The person was trying to barter with them as you do on Canal Street. They had a great um, guy for that spot. They had, a, they had a really awesome guy playing the part, um, doing a great job just trying to say they were real and convincing everyone that they were real products and he was being truthful. They were all real yeah. products, which no one actually knew. So the lucky people actually purchased stuff because they walked away with very high quality diesel merchandise that is now going to be a limited edition collector's item that you only could have seen oh, during sure that the one price week. Is going to skyrocket exactly. Too. I believe they actually are releasing a couple of the items mm-hmm. online as well in the coming week. Okay. However, I don't know if they're going to be at that lower price point because when they were right. on Canal Street, they totally uh, adapted to their surroundings. So they blended in perfectly. You could not tell. Um, but yeah, so that was something that I found really awesome. And specifically, I loved the timing of it because mm-hmm. it was during fashion week. So when yeah. the rest of New York City is focused on the epitome of perfection and epitome of fashion, <laughs> Diesel decided to run this kind of gag, this kind of joke against that and just open this store 
amongst all of the knockoffs. And it really tied in great with what they've been promoting themselves recently because uh-huh. um, on their recent campaign, they've been celebrating flaws. Okay. That's kind of been the campaign idea that they've been pushing for about a year. And obviously this fit right in with that, showing the flaws in their clothing, the the flaw in the spelling of the name of their company <laughs> right, right. was a great contrast to that. And And so far it's gotten a lot of recognition and a lot of people have... Uh, obviously been excited by it. A lot of people went and got the merchandise after they found out it was a real store, uh, and Diesel's gotten a lot of attention for it. So props to them. I love these sort of activations. I love how immersive they are. Um, I love all of the different sorts of products, like tangible products you can get for them that are then walking advertisements for anyone that wears them. And so that experience that you walk away with is is far greater than a 30-second TV spot, in my opinion. And And that's something that I loved about this stunt slash ad slash activation so that's mine of the week for sure well and it's funny too just uh, like in a world where there's so much pop-up shops and show up early wait in a long line to get your supreme clothing or something like that you know (laughs) all these people who are walking through you know who want that and maybe couldn't afford it or didn't know are then able to kind of be a part of that and then they've got endearment towards that brand too where they might have never touched that clothing they might have never thought they'd be able to afford it now they have something exactly. for a lower price point and they're more likely to to definitely go out there and and purchase something diesel related again which is yeah. pretty cool and before we move on just to add one more thing because yeah, go for it i wanted to now um i don't own anything diesel right now but so they are releasing so we're not this. sponsored we're not sponsored <sighs> no i thought we were, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they are releasing some of these items online on february 19th i believe and you best believe that I'm going to try my hardest to get one. Partially because I love the ad. Yeah. But point is, at least for me, it's effective. I can't speak for everyone. But like I said, it's working on me because I've never really been that interested in buying diesel. Yeah. And suddenly I'm paying attention to it. Well, them. and like my car doesn't even take it. So what's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to cut that out. Oh, well. Yeah, see, he's, he's uh, kind of shutting me down here. Uh, something that didn't get shut down uh, last week was a great ad uh, that Apple did in collaboration with director Peter Chan. Um, it was amazing. It, oh, it was beautiful. Um, so I don't expect a lot of people to know about this. Uh, it's really interesting. So this was actually a Chinese ad that was done in accordance with their Lunar New Year. Um, and it's a really cool spot. They, they had this well-known Chinese director shoot a short film. It's about seven minutes long, um, entirely on the iPhone 10. Um, and like, you know, as an iPhone 10 user myself, I already know that the, the phone's camera is capable and can shoot beautiful mm-hmm. uh, video at, you know, 60 frames a second, 4K. But seeing how it was 60 used... 60 frames a second, 4K. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you have one too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but it, it, it just shows how versatile it is, right? Um, and so what they did is they set up the story. It's based on a true story. They kind of interviewed uh the the people involved and then they obviously they changed some things to fit the storytelling narrative Mm -hmm. a little better but essentially to give you some background they tell the story of this you know this mom who uh, works on the train line in china and because she has to work that railway for so many hours uh, she actually has her son stay with her aunt and so she never really gets to see her son there's only certain times throughout the year that she can interact um, and it's and it, obviously it's hard on her. And that's part of where some of the emotional draw comes from in mm-hmm. this film they created. Um, and they do a really good job of setting this up. So you're on the train, you see the mom kind of talking and talking about how she's excited to see her son. Um, but here's the catch. She only has three minutes when the train pulls up to that station 
and she has to first help everyone off the train, help everyone on the train, talk to the son a little bit, and then move on, and doesn't get to see him again for a long time. And and it's it's very much pulls on the heartstrings, um, because, you know, when they get there, by the time she helps everyone off, she's got about a minute and a half left, and you find out, too, and this was part of the narrative element that they actually added in mm-hmm. was they add in this fact of, cause you know, it's not like you're already not crying already. They yeah. want to pull your heartstrings even more. So they add in this narrative that the mom told the kid, you know, if you don't learn your times tables, this is a little your kid by the way. tables. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, um, you're going to have to go to a school far away. Right. And so this kid loves his mom is very excited to see her, but he is uh, damn determined to just keep getting them out and out and out, you know? So, and then he's still finishing them by the time she has to let go of them and get back on the train. And they do a really good job, um, and you might be able to touch on some of this too, as like a, you know, a, a video kind of film yeah. minor. But yeah. um, they do a good job of using time to create some stress. And it's really cool mm-hmm. because going with the iPhone 10 theme, they've got, once the train hits the station, they've got this little timer that hits in the Apple font. Yes. You know, so it all feels super native, and you see it clicking down, and it's just, a really good way to kind of create that suspense. And it's beautiful because in this ad, you don't see any Apple product once. Mm-hmm. It opens up with, you know, seven minutes uh, or three minutes rather, uh, shot on iPhone 10. And then it ends with a copy line of something to the effect of, uh, you know, time spent together is worth, you know, capturing. And then, yeah. and it shows pictures of all the people at the train station. And then you just see the Apple logo. Yeah. You know, never once was there an iPhone in it. Yeah, and it, it was and completely shot on the iPhone, but never once was there an iPhone in it. And and you might say, you know, oh, that's a, a great video. Ultimately, with advertising, you do have to look at the bottom line. How effective is it? Um, so this was February 9th when this came out, right? Mm-hmm. Within the first week, actually less than a week, rather, it had already been viewed in China 68 million times. If you, <laughs> which is crazy, yeah, and crazy. and if you look at kind of the comment sections of these different pages, what I've really noticed is a lot of people, even in the U.S., that um, you know have immigrated from China, talking about just how accurate it was at depicting kind of the hardships that people in that demographic and that class would face, you know, especially those that would work the train lines, that would be on that kind of type of train. And so props to Apple, too, for being able to do their research and really create something that is authentic and, and, mm-hmm. and really captures the hearts and minds of an audience. Um, the iPhone 10 is really a huge bet for them in China, especially they've got a lot of competition coming out over there. And we'll see how effective this is at getting long-term sales, especially when the iPhone 10 has admittedly struggled in the U.S. Um, but this is right in Apple's wheelhouse, right? And I think it's a good way for them to get back to what they do best. And it's, it, you know, ultimately it was a beautiful little short film. I encourage all of you to, to check it out. Yeah, it was it was really something. Like the the tension that is building as that, timer just ticks down at the top is is so compelling and so captivating and and like Trent touched on um the mom at the beginning of this spot says that she is hard on her son and and she talks about how she pushes him to to do well and perform well and it is so evident when you see him come up to her and he just immediately starts spewing out his multiple multiplication tables one times one is one one mm-hmm. times two is two. One times three is three. All the way through the whole list. I'm not going to do that because I probably can't do them anymore. Ooh. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say. But he just starts spewing them out. And she even tries to stop him at one point and just say, like, we don't have time for this. I want to, like, talk to you. Yeah. But he is so determined to 
get those multiplication tables out and impress his mom in that short amount of time that he gets with her. And it is just so moving to see. There is such an, oh my goodness, There's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful short film. And, and like I said, there is so much power in watching that happen. And, and so much is said without saying anything besides these multiplication tables between the relationship uh, that this mom and son have. And it was, it was so captivating. And, and again, like we said, never once do you see an iPhone 10, um, but the entire thing was shot on iPhone 10 and you just do get that Apple logo at the end. And it's, it's beautiful. It is long. It's seven minutes long. So it is definitely a a short film. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so much more than an ad in that sense. And it probably will never air on TV in any aspect or, or probably will never air much of anywhere in any aspect in cut pieces because it's almost something that you have to watch yeah from it's start just to kind finish. of the experience yeah. of the moment and oh man but so fascinating and so oh, yeah. so well done and and the reason we chose to kind of do this apple ad second is it, it offers a great tie-in to kind of this next segment of, of brands really doing something great and subsequently garnering a lot of attention uh without really focusing on their brand right mm-hmm. um you know, and Zach, I'll, I'll let you touch on that a little bit more here. Yeah, sure. So to move into our kind of topic of the week, we wanted to talk about brands with purpose. Uh, there have been a couple great events. I don't even want to call them ads. I just want to call yeah, them events. moments in Historic history. moments <laughs> that have happened. Um, and history will prove or not prove. Otherwise, we'll see. But just events that have brands at their core um, that are changing the world or or at least making a dent in the universe oh, to yeah. be cliche um but the first one we wanted to talk about is uh spacex and tesla so mm-hmm. as most of you probably know i most of the world probably knows at this point that uh tesla has a car in space yeah um it it Good orbited around the space for a little while with a person called was it rocket man i believe it's spaceman spaceman one of the two uh sitting in its front seat in a tesla space or in a spacex spacesuit um while playing a david bowie song was it space oddity was it the space oddity album i can't remember exactly yeah i'm not sure um anyways just totally ridiculously amazing to see when you look at the footage of this car this oh, electric star man star man there it is there we go uh does it say what song was playing on there I'm curious. You know, now. I just closed the tab. All right, offering great. a little bit of behind the scenes for your viewers <laughs> or listeners, rather. Uh, I'll keep talking while he's looking, but it just—you <laughs> just get to see this car floating through space, and you know, it's kind of spinning because it wasn't completely still. So, like, you start to see Earth uh, come into frame in the background, and then it goes out again, and you see deep space. But this was something that Tesla itself spent zero dollars on. Right. Yet they got millions of people to watch this and talk about it better than most ads, if not any ad can do anywhere. And it's all because you know the purpose behind Tesla and, and SpaceX. Both of them are owned by Elon Musk, and that's kind of why they are going hand in hand. And it was Elon Musk's personal Tesla that got launched into space. But mm-hmm. you know that SpaceX is trying to get to Mars. You know that Tesla is trying to render... Um, internal combustion engines obsolete. Like that is the purpose of those brands. And when you have such a strong purpose and reasoning for doing what you're doing, you don't need an ad to get people to pay attention to you. Tesla doesn't need any advertising. They don't pay for any advertising yet. Everyone is talking about them right now because they have a purpose for being on this planet. And SpaceX has a purpose for being off this planet. It's Mars. Yeah. But hey, that was good. You must be a copywriter. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. But that is that is 
so powerful for brands. And we kind of just wanted to touch on what that can do for you when you discover your brand's purpose. There are a couple other brands that have done a great job of, of finding this on a, on a less uh, astronomical Maybe scale. Less interstellar yeah. uh, level. <laughs> exactly. You know. I don't know if you want to touch and, on well, Red yeah, Bull at all. Yeah, and, and oh, you know me. Um, and, and for those of you curious, it was a Space Odyssey, or Oddity. Space Oddity. Space so, yeah. Oddity okay. by David, David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah, and, well, and it's, just to touch on the, the SpaceX thing again, obviously not all brands can pull this off. Elon Musk is, and, and frankly... He's superhuman. Yeah, he's superhuman, and frankly, Tesla is obviously struggling. They have yet to really be profitable. They've never turned a profit. But um, that said, he still has the money that he can throw at that to do something like that, and it clicks and it works because of the fact that people are aware of their mission you know, as a company. I mean, it's really something cool. You know, some minor examples of this that, you know, happened a little farther back, you know, you take Red Bull, right? Red Bull is kind of the power of, you know, doing you and doing it in an extreme way and Red Bull helps you get there. And so instead of, you know, just saying, you know, that, they went and actually kind of bought an actual extreme sports racing team. Mm -hmm. And they've even had stunts where they've got, you know, people parachuting from almost space it was 24 miles yeah above 24 ground. miles above ground you know with red bull sponsored stuff right so it just goes to show again like really the heart of advertising and marketing is showing authenticity because people will buy into that and they'll mm -hmm. want to support it if it aligns with what they believe exactly and and it's just a great showing of how sometimes it isn't a huge creative campaign with a ton of spending across all different channels and across all different demographics and regions. Sometimes all you really need is to have a mission to stick with it. No, you're not going to appeal to everyone, but just go but, for it because you know you will gather a following exactly. of people who believe and support the exactly. same things you do. It's almost like not meeting, not trying to meet the customers or consumers where they are, but letting yeah. them come to you if they believe exactly. in what you believe in. Red Bull, the energy drink, is it's an energy drink. There's almost it almost has nothing to do with action sports. Yeah, it gives you mm -hmm. energy, and that's the link in a sense. But when right. you really get down to it, there is no reason that this can of energy drink should be thought of synonymously with someone jumping out off of a weather balloon from 24 miles above right. Earth and landing safely on the ground. Yeah, that's something that they did. They didn't buy any airtime for it. They didn't... Well, they were in the air for some true. time. True, they were in the air for some time, but there was no <laughs> media buy behind this ad. The right. They did it for them. Mm -hmm. They did it because they wanted to break the record of the highest person to jump off of anything and land safely back on Earth. Yeah, well, and another great example of that too, just even more recently, take Red Stripe. You know, mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know... Um, I'm sure a lot of us have seen cool runnings and all of us have a soft spot in our hearts for the Jamaican bobsled teams. But for those of you who don't know, recently, uh, what was it, the female Jamaican bobsled yes. team? For the first time at the yeah. Olympics this year, uh, the female Jamaican bobsled team qualified. Mm -hmm. And the male team did not, actually. So the only Jamaican team at the Olympics this year is the female Jamaican bobsled right. team. And they kind of ran into a controversy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll touch on that in a which, bit. Yeah, I'll, t I'll, I'll chat on that for a second. In which, right before they got to uh, Pyeongchang... They they right. had a discrepancy with one of their coaches in which mm -hmm. um, that said coach was going to take on a new role that they didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, and that said coach also happened to have the rights in some sort of way to the actual bobsled that the Jamaican team was going to use. Yeah. Um, and so essentially this team was at the Olympics with no sled. 
and Red Stripe, being from Jamaica, took it upon themselves to do something about this. So they reached out on Twitter uh, and essentially contacted the Jamaican team via Twitter and said, hey, we will pay whatever it takes for you guys to, or you girls more like, excuse me, to have a sled to compete because we want yeah. you to compete. We know how hard you've worked. Uh, we're based in Jamaica. You're representing us. You're representing everything that we stand for and, and that we've been seeing in our yeah. daily lives. Well, and for, for clarification too, or for context rather, uh, Red Stripe is a logger company. Mm-hmm. So really, much like do. Red Bull, they have nothing to do with bobsledding. But the connection there is that they want to create a community of support and success and shared values inside Jamaica that mm-hmm. they believe the Jamaican bobsled also represents mm-hmm. by representing their country at the highest level of athletic achievement at the Olympics. And so it's a great way to continue fostering that community and showing we're much more than just a logger company. Yes. You know, exactly. we are part of your culture as you are part of us. Exactly. And, and again, it's almost one of those things that they're doing for them. This wasn't right. necessarily something that they did to, to get customers. Um, the bobsled isn't even going to be branded by Red Stripe because they don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just oh, pay wow. for this okay. thing because they want to make sure that this team that they have grown to love and that they share this affinity with of being from the same place gets to compete in their yeah. first Olympic games. And that's something so special and so powerful. And, and especially should this team perform well, uh, people are going to be talking about this forever. And oh. it's not, it's not an ad. Well, it obviously gets you talking about it. And, and in a way it's an advertisement, but it, it wasn't explicitly an ad it started as an idea that was fueled by a passion that this beer company had for their homeland and had for their team in the Olympics. Well, and think about this too. I mean, obviously there's already a movie about a Jamaican bobsled team with cool runnings. Obviously we already know that this is already an engaging story with this first ever female Jamaican bobsled team. Say there's a movie about this later Mm -hmm. or something, you know, once again, red stripe is brought up because they were such an integral part. And it's not that a company does that necessarily thinking about those kinds of things but it just goes to show when you know who you are and you do the right thing you're gonna gain a following and it's gonna be ultimately beneficial for everyone and it's just a really cool example yeah agreed all right well thank you guys for tuning in um that was week one if you know who trent or i are uh feel free to say hi on campus yeah come and uh tell us what you think and uh hopefully we will see you next week thank you for listening